Would you like to become a fascinating personality, break free from plateaus, and gain power over your mental resources and your full potential? You came to the right place. Welcome to a magical journey to yourself. This show is made in Germany. If you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or PureMindMagic.club. Welcome to Season 1, Shaping Your Reality. And here is your host, international magician, speaker, and book author, Victoria Mavis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pure Mind Magic Podcast episode 20. And this episode is brought to you by the author Mark Hapwood, who wrote the book Happiness Rules. This book is packed full with metals and tricks how to achieve more and become more happy in life. Mark has a really good background in psychology and there are so many really high valuable tips in his book. You should definitely check that out. The book Happiness Rules is available on Amazon as well as on Mark's website and I put all the links for you into the show notes. Talking about authors, today's guest is also a best-selling author from the Netherlands. He did write already several fiction and non-fiction books, is father of several kids, and his mission is to help authors turn their written book into an audiobook. He will give us some insights why audiobooks are so successful and why it is so important as an author to have your book as audiobook available too. So welcome to the show. Today's guest is Bradley Charbonneau. Hi Bradley, what's going on in the Netherlands today? We have beautiful 28-degree weather, blue skies, starting off on a beautiful day and talking with you in Germany. Fantastic. Start to the day. Yeah, I think so too. And you mentioned before we started the interview that last night you did a meditation. So you're really into meditation and why does that benefit you? So uh, meditation for me has been to put it really simply is is the secret to my creativity and it's um it's the place where i go to fill the creative well and so mm -hmm. if i need anything I, i i'm a little low on creativity or i need something even for my um non-fiction books then i can Go, I can have a meditation session and find it. Very good. And I think what most people underestimate that it really takes you to be relaxed, to be really creative, because when you have too much pressure on you, it's really hard to sit down and be creative. Exactly. It's, it, well, I think it's even almost impossible 
to to be creative uh, when you're in sort of just a a position of survival when you're just getting by and you're struggling through your day and you're busy 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 and i think creativity needs needs quiet and needs peace and needs a certain level of vibration or or resonance where you connect with your deeper creative self and if you if you never get to that in the day then it's going to be hard to create more to create from a deeper place Yes, that is so true. And Bradley, before we dive into your profession as a best-selling author, can you reveal something really unique about you? <laughs> really unique? Hmm. Okay, well, you have Germany on my mind since you're there. <laughs> um, when I, I lived in eastern Germany just when the wall came down. And I was on my own and young and studying and adventurous. And I, I had a few weeks before my, my German classes were going to begin in formerly known as Karl Markstadt, now Chemnitz. And up in the north of Poland, there was a tiny little town uh, out on a peninsula that looked really hard to get to. And it was called, it was spelled H-E-L. And I thought... Oh, I have to go there <laughs> because then I can say I've been to hell and back. <laughs> there you go. There's my oddball story that I just came out of my. See, there you go. We are. I feel like I'm in a very safe, calm, connected place with you. And you ask for something unique. And within a couple seconds, You know, a, a funny oddball story just came to me. I think that's a, a good example of how creativity can arrive when you're in the right environment. And so you can create that environment in one way is through meditation. Yes, that is so true. And you see, my magic strategies are already working on you. <laughs> <laughs> Because I can't reveal my secrets. So it's on you to give some away around creativity and writing. So I think a lot of people are really interested in writing. I did that myself. It was always a big dream. And now I came out with my book last year so far it is only in german available but in print and bradley what is your story that you turned into a best-selling author so it a lot of this started well a lot of this started when, when i was you know 20 years old but i spent many years not being a writer and That was painful. I spent many years not being the person I dreamed of being. I wanted to be a writer, and I wasn't doing it. And I, I often talk about cats and how cats have supposedly nine lives. And I guess I figured, well, oh, well, I guess I missed being a writer in this life. I guess I'll be a writer in some future life if I'm a cat. Interesting. But then... I realized I'm not a cat and I think I only have one life. And so if I really want to be a writer, I better get moving. I better get going during this life to make it happen. And one big trigger for all of this was on November 1st, 2012, I uh, was challenged to uh, 
do a writing assignment for a month of writing every day for a month. And on November 1st, 2012, I did it and I started and I was scared. It was not going to be fun. I did it for a month and I, um, I made it through. I got through in a month and then really long story short, I went for a hundred days, 500 days, a thousand days. I recently hit 2000 days and I think I'm at like 2,111 or something now. So what started out as a little 30 day challenge of, a, of, of trying to build a habit, build a writing habit, because back then, just a, a little tiny background, I was not writing. I, w- I didn't consider myself a writer. I was, I was depressed. I was not being the person I wanted to be. I was sad. I was frustrated. I was angry and I wasn't doing it. And so thanks to this guy and his, his challenge of writing every day for just for 30 days, I'm not talking 2000 days, I'm talking 30 days. And I did it. And because I sort of broke through the fear and broke through that ceiling, then I was able to start. It's sort of like breaking out of a shell, I guess, if you're a baby bird, and you you can't get anywhere. You can't start your life until you break out of that shell. And the shell is not really that strong. <laughs> break it once you get a little beak. Can can break the shell, opens up. Like wow, a whole other world out here. Wow, that's so interesting. It's like you found yourself through writing and really became the yeah. person you wanted to be. Yes, yeah, that that's exactly it. Oh, I like that. And Bradley, you published already quite some books and you also have some books in the fiction area. And I saw there is especially one book, it has the title Utrecht. I think it's uh, more in from the Netherlands, but the subtitle is Magic Only Has to Be Right Once. <laughs> so what does that mean? I see there are some books that dealing with kind of the paranormal. Is this right? Yeah, yeah. Supernatural, paranormal. Um, so with magic only has to be right once. So I, uh, my first study in university was mathematics. And I also really like statistics. So I'm very much, a, I, I used to be sort of really a numbers guy. I like numbers. I like they're clean, they're pure. You know, one plus one is two. And it's, it can be very simple. And I like math to explain things. It's simple math. <laughs> you don't really need to go very complicated. But with science and math, like you need to prove that one plus one is two. And, and it always is. And you can do it a hundred times and it's always going to be two. One plus one is two. And you can, or you can do two minus one is one. You know, it's, it's, it's very simple. It's very straightforward, but it always has to be correct. That's the, the definition of math and science. Whereas magic and I, the, the, even the word magic for some people, it means, uh, it means many different things. In fact, I would love to hear your perspective on it, but For me, it's basically, it's that, that other world that is just outside, maybe back to the little bird, just outside of that shell, just outside of the life you know. And there's a whole other world there that's so close to us. And we can reach it. We just have to grab for it. We have to believe it. And we have to see it. 
yes. that's the, the magical world I'm I'm looking for. Yes, and this world definitely exists. And But the thing is, it exists at the end of our comfort zone. And I always yes. like to speak about the unknown, you know, because there are all the possibilities and everything, but it takes a risk and you have to be brave to step into the unknown because you don't know what's coming next. And there is a saying, yeah. when nothing is sure, everything is possible. <laughs> See, that's it. That's perfect. It's perfect in alignment with my thoughts on math. So math, simple math, everything is sure. One plus one is two. But when, when nothing is sure, then everything is possible. And that's the beauty of what I consider magic. Yes, it and, is. And that's, and that's what's exciting. But it, it does scare people because a lot of people, they want the comfort and the, the known of one plus one is two. Yes, but nothing big can happen out of that. So in, in this small world, so it was just this one frame. So it's very interesting that you have this interest in the paranormal and like superpowers. You have a book on, on that. Uh, what would it feel like for, for a hero to have superpowers or be a superhero? So would you take the invitation for that? And then you also are on the field of personal development. And on your website, it says that you are sitting down every day and writing and when yeah. i saw it correctly there is a book called every single day and it's, it describes this habit right yeah yeah that that's it that's that's for me the the big secret as well is a daily habit and how if you want big change in your life it's quite simple it's a it turn that big scary change into a daily tiny change. So all I did from November 1st, 2012 was start writing every day. That's it. I had no rules. It didn't have to be perfect. It didn't have to be a chapter. It didn't have to win awards. I just needed to write words every single day. And that was it. And I've been doing it now for 2000 days plus. And every day I'm in better shape. So every day I build on where I was yesterday. Every day I'm better because I'm doing it and I'm, I'm learning along the way and I'm open for change. I'm open for improvement. I'm open for the unknown. Yes, I like that. And your book has really a great subtitle like Daily Habits to Create Unstoppable Success, Achieve Goals Faster and Unleash Your Extraordinary Potential. So that's just perfect. <laughs> yeah. It is, but unleash. I like the unleash because it, I, I keep talking about the bird in its shell. But I, I feel so many people are stuck in in their little shell, and the, and they're they're scared to get out. Mm -hmm. And and I think a daily habit towards your goal can help you just tap 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 at that shell, and someday it's going to break. And maybe it's going to be four days, maybe it's forty days, maybe it's four hundred days, and that's where also. I talk a lot about perseverance and patience. Mm -hmm. And so having those as well, you need those because tap, tap, tap. It's not going to happen on the first day, probably. And so are you willing to keep going? Are you willing to be patient and not expect the outcome? That's also kind of a hard yes. part. But to just go with it and um, plan it as best you'd like and be open for the unknown. Mm -hmm. 
So Bradley, since you started, you said 2000 days plus you did with the writing every single day. So that means no excuses. But what do you do when (laughs) life gets in the way? Uh, Well, I'm back to no excuses. I I feel... And again, remember my, my rules. I don't have any rules. My rules are I have to write every day. So it, it could mean 10 minutes. And that's fine. I also, I like to think about, um, you know, easy examples are like uh, fitness. And somebody who wants to get into shape. And so uh, if you think, oh, I have to, you know, lose, I have to lose 10 kilos or I have to... Uh, be able to run a marathon. Okay, great. But that's the long-term goal. What are you doing today to to build towards that goal? And today, and if you're going to follow my every single day philosophy, then at the very least, you need to, I don't know, walk around the block. You yes. need to just get out there, do it, and take some steps towards your goal on a daily basis. That is good advice, yeah. Yeah, you, and usually I consider it that any steps are are good. There's I don't have I was going to say I don't have a bad writing day. If I consider I have a bad writing day, well, then what did I learn? What if I look and I say, oh, what I wrote yesterday was terrible. Okay, great. What did I learn from it? How can I do it better? And usually we learn more when we fail. We learn more when we, you know, we think we did a terrible job than yes. we. We learn more from that. That is so true because then we are again out of our comfort zone and the, there is a, another learning cur- curve there. So, Bradley, you do this with the daily writing habit. And what would you say for listeners who don't want to become writers now? Is it also helpful to do daily journaling for yourself? I think, I think that a daily writing habit in any format is healthy. I think uh, daily writing, there is something about getting the thoughts out of your head, out of your body, onto paper, or even audio, if you want to record a little bit every day or something. I think getting it out of your mind and into the world, I, I don't even mean sharing it in public, I just mean out of your own head, just put it on paper and you don't have to tell anybody. But I think that process works on it and uh, improves it improves your relation with that thought and with that action and then you can work on it and then you can improve it but if it's stuck in your head then there's not a lot you can do it's kind of stuck Hmm, I like that. That's really a good description around that. So you are a writer of the written word, but you're also very into audio and all that. And that is actually how we two connected because I found your new book that is called Audio for Authors. And on your website, it says right in the beginning in this uh, section, 2.6 billion in audiobook sales in 2000. 17. Are you ready for 2019? <laughs> yeah. Um, so as, as a writer, typically we're putting words onto a page. And that might mean a, you know, a paper page for a print book or you know, with a pen and ink and on a page on a piece of paper. Or, or we're, we're even typing into our phone or we're typing into a computer or a laptop or a tablet or whatever. But 
I feel a deeper connection with the spoken word than I do with the written word. And I feel even a little almost guilty saying that as an author <laughs> who <laughs> writes books. And here I am saying, ah, I care more about, I, I would rather listen to a book than read it. And I think some like purist, you know, traditional authors would say, oh, that's, you know, blasphemy. <laughs> that's <laughs> terrible. How can you say that? But that's how I feel. You know, you, you said something earlier about the connection of audio. And you said it really well. Uh, how, could you say that again? How author, how the voice and connect and resonance. Yes. Yes, uh, sure, Freddy. So before we, we started the actual interview, I said to you that this is why I think audio is so strong, because the voice is like the fingerprint universal. So everyone has uh, own voice that's their only one. So it is really personal. And when the author itself speaks the book, then it is the frequency of the author that is connecting with you because there's vibration in that. And you feel the connection. And it is like you know the author because probably you're going to hear the audiobook with uh, a headset like a uh, earphones plugged in and it goes directly into your mind so the voice and all the emotion and everything i think there are authors there who are able to put this kind of vibrations and feeling in while they are typing the book down but it is much stronger with all the emotion when the author is telling you the book the content okay so you just wrote the forward to my upcoming book <laughs> Because the way you just said that is exactly, and not even exactly, it's even better than I, than I even propose in this book. <laughs> you did a wonderful job of exactly why I'm writing this book. Because I think exactly what you said. I think we authors can connect with our readers or our listeners even more deeply and more directly through audio. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. It's beautifully said. So you see, there's no accident in life. So no coincidence that there was yeah. a reason why we met and I found your book and we are now on this podcast and all makes sense because podcast is also about sound, about audio. And this is why I felt so much in love with the podcasting because it's really, you can reach people all around the world and yeah. it's, it's different because, you know, you also reach people you can't reach with a written book because there are busy, busy business people out there and they won't have the time to really sit down and read it. And some people don't yeah. like reading, but with that, you can talk to people that are in the gym, that are in the car, stuck in traffic. So, and they got your message. So it's like you're targeting another audience for that. Yeah. So now you're, you're jumping in with the second important part about this whole reason I'm writing this book is that the, there's a whole new market out there of listeners. And just like you said, in the gym, in the car, and or, or on, a, on a home speaker device. You know, there's so many devices now that, you know, you can say, you know, what's, hey, Alexa, what's the news? And 
Uh, or you can say, hey, read me an audiobook. And you can be there in your kitchen making dinner and, and listen to an audiobook. So the, the market is there, the connection is there. And what I'm trying to do now is the technology. Um, so I've had a, I had a marketing company for 10 years in the States. And now I live in Holland and I no longer have marketing company, which was, believe me, by choice. <laughs> I'm, I was done with it. But I'm pretty savvy with, with technology and marketing and you know, finding the right solutions or products or software for the job. And right now, to make audiobooks and get them published through distributors and even create a podcast uh, and even create a podcast for your book. So let's say your book is 12 chapters. Create a 12-episode podcast with, and, and it's called your book and you're done. And that's it. And it's so it's become so easy to do this with technology and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. And so this is what my course is shooting for. It's shooting for the author who is all excited about audio, feels that connection, wants to have it. Maybe they have a couple books in audio or, or they're just getting started and they want to do it. And I'm going to help them break into the audio market in uh, audiobooks and podcasts. Oh, that is fantastic. So to make it clear for the listeners, so you have this book, it's a ebook coming up with the title Audio for Authors. And also connected to that, there is a course available on your website. Is this correct? Yes, exactly. So the book is an ebook and it will, you know, it will explain things in words. But because of uh, a lot of this, because I will say, for example, use this, you know, XYZ service to get your podcast up and running. Well, I could, I could write four pages on do this and then do that and then do this and then do that. But easier is to walk it through on a screen in a video with, you know, me talking and showing you exactly how to do these things. So that's where the video course, the online video course, uh, couples you know works together with the ebook to um to, to to give the full package to give the full how-to so it's sort of the how-to manual alongside the book and i'm planning on uh, uh i was going to make a a discount code i'm going to give a discount code in the book uh, for the course that is nice yeah And I think it's, it's really like to get getting started because in the beginning, it's all overwhelming. It's also when you start yeah. a podcast because there's then so much things you have to think through and do and all that. Yeah. But I think the biggest part of it is really mindset. It's then with yeah. a book because everyone was telling me, so when you have your first book published it's easier to do the the second and the third and so on and it's really exactly. because you went through all these negative beliefs oh i can't do that i don't have the time all that so you've proven to yourself that you are able to do it to write a book and to publish a book and then it's getting easier and i think it's the same here yeah. it's, it's also that they say uh, it's hard to make the first million this is the hard hardest part and then it gets easier with the second million yeah. and so on so what would you say Bradley? what is the mindset around that and starting it, getting involved in producing audiobooks or writing books? I think it's, the, it's exactly what you said. And I am a very big proponent of getting it done. 
And especially, like you said, the first one is always the hardest. And I'm sure there are people who have waited 27 years to not write their first book. And then it takes them 27 days to, you know, to get some kick or some spark, something triggers. And then it's 27 days and boom, they're done. And then what often happens is they will look back and say, oh, you know, what was I, what was I so afraid of for 27 years? Why didn't I just get it done? So one of my strategies or, or suggestions in my audiobook is if you have a you know, 400-page novel that you want to turn into an audiobook, that's wonderful, but I would be concerned that you're not going to get it done. I'd be concerned that it's, it's – especially if you're thinking of recording it yourself because I'm not going to kid around. It's a lot of work to get the audio correct. So my suggestion – is for small victories. If you have a 400-page novel, let's write a 5,000-word, uh, you know, 20-page, uh, I don't know, a prequel, a, a character sketch, a short story related to the book. Anything, just something short, sweet, and done. And get that started, get it done, make it short, do the audiobook, cut it up into chapters and make a podcast and let's get it done. Because now we're talking about whatever, five chapters, three, four, seven chapters, something manageable that we can then finish and be proud of. Because then what also happens is that after that process, you got your 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 short story out there. You've got it as an ebook on on all the big sites and Amazon, and then you have your audiobook, you got that done, and you have it as a podcast uh, episode of the chapters. Yay. And let's say all of this took you a month or two. Um, then it is going to be extremely clear to you whether or not you want to continue bigger. Do you really now want to get to your 400-page novel? And I can almost guarantee you you're going to have a clear answer. It's going to be, it will, it'll be one of three things. It'll be, yes, this is fantastic. I love it. This was so rewarding and my fans love me and they want my novel and audiobook and I'm making money and things are great. Or it's going to be, oh, wow, that little 20-page book almost killed me. <laughs> I'm in therapy. I'm broke and... Uh, <laughs> I'm giving up on and I'm going to go work at the supermarket. Um, and I think it's going to be one of those two things. Or maybe it's in the middle and you're not sure. But I think it's more one of the two things. One of It's either really clear that this was a great idea or really clear that this is just not for you. And, and of course, not for you doesn't mean you don't have to do it. It's, there are other ways to get it done, you know, hiring people to, to do all this stuff. But but my my important part is get short, sweet, and done. Yeah, that is good advice. And for a motivational purpose, Bradley, would you say that there is some good money in producing audiobooks long term? So I just, um, quick answer, yes. Yes. Because what is so exciting is that the audiobook market is booming. And then there are markets that we don't even know about. I mean, take, and, and then technology. I, people on phones on their, I mean, I don't really like reading books on phones, 
But am I going to listen to an audiobook on a phone, on a podcast? Sure. Of course. And I got my phone, got my, my headphones. I'm walking with the dog in the forest. Great. But, and so that people are going to skip a, a generation of technology. The, and look at India, you know, many English speaking people in India, right? Mm-hmm. And they all, they, many of them have smartphones. Many of them would love content on, in audio format, uh, not priced too high and get to know you as an author. And, 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 that, and then there's all these different markets. Sure, there's Amazon and Audible and iTunes. But I, I just made, I joked about it and I wrote a post about it. I made $14.38 from a company called Playster. And I had never heard of them. I still don't really know what it is. I think it's like Audible. <laughs> I, don't, I think they even have like movies and audiobooks and I don't know. But they paid me $14.38 for sales of my audiobook. And I had never heard of them. I did no marketing, no nothing. It was distributed through the company I used to distribute. They distributed, you know, 20 plus different services. And I just get a check. And so sure, is $14.38 a lot? Nope. But I'm just getting started. And my book is out there. And it's just starting. And it's just going to, I mean, I'm optimistic, but it's just going to roll in and roll in more. Mm, I like that. And to go further, because we heard that you are a marketing guy, so you worked in marketing in the United States. Do you have some marketing tips for listeners who maybe play with the idea to produce an audiobook? So uh, one sort of legal issue is there are a few companies out there who want to have exclusive rights to your audiobook. So that means if you go with company XYZ, you are not allowed to use your audiobook anywhere else but company XYZ. And sure, company XYZ might be very big, that's great, and maybe there's a lot of money to be made and fans to be found, but you're, you're cutting off so many different markets and so many different opportunities. For example, I just put um, up on Medium, medium.com, which has been an interesting place to Uh, post a lot of my new writing on medium.com i posted a chapter of my every single day book and because i have the rights to my audio files i then uh, embedded a single chapter that chapter of the audiobook version so there's one chapter you can listen to and the same chapter you can read and i have that flexibility because i have the rights to the files so if you think about that, there are so many interesting places you could put a chapter. Once you have it done, you could use that content in different ways. I, if I really wanted to, I could, you know, upload it to YouTube and have a, you know, background of photos or something, make it really simple. And, and it could be a YouTube video, just audio. Or if I really wanted to get fancy, I suppose I could make some kind of video, but. <laughs> Because you're created the content once, it's already done, you have it forever and you can keep using it. And that's what, and if you get creative, there are so many interesting ways to put it out there. I could, and another one of my strategies is to put your book as a podcast or, or as, or a chapter. I could just put a chapter. If I have a podcast about, uh, whatever, I could take one chapter 
of a different book and just put it in there uh, if, if it made sense with the content, if it made sense with the flow of the uh, topic of the other podcast. So there's just a lot of opportunities. And what's really exciting is that this market is newer and fresher and growing like crazy. And it's so exciting because of technology and, you know, people in the world, many, many of them with their smartphones who can download your audiobook, pay you a few bucks for it, and you're on your way. Yeah, that is fantastic. And I think there's really a great potential and you gave some good ideas about marketing because I think this is also a problem for a lot of authors publishing their book. They, they put so much effort and energy into writing the book and get it out and then it's out there but no one knows and they don't yeah. put all the energy in how to publish the book and how to get people interested in the book or audiobook or whatever and I think that is an important aspect when you start a a project like a book or an audiobook to think about where to sell it and how to get people interested in it yeah also, the audiobook market is a lot smaller than the ebook and print book market. And that means there's less competition. Mm -hmm. So if you have a book on, you know, purple rainbows and baking chocolate cakes, well, I bet you don't have a lot of competition in that field. I don't, I don't know what that field is, rainbows and chocolate cakes. <laughs> but, but you get my point. Yes. Yes, yeah. it's true. It's the same with the podcast. So that motivated me to start it because when you compare it to blogs, it's massive. Also with yeah. YouTube channels and all that. But last time I checked, they said that there are 500,000 podcasts worldwide compared to, I think it was something around 50 million blogs. So there's really wow. a big difference in that. Yeah. And so it does take more work. I mean, here you are, you have a podcast, you know what it takes. It's recording, it's editing, it's timing, it's calendars, it's organizing. And so because you're willing to make that extra effort, you will be rewarded for that. And I think it's the same with audiobooks. I mean, if I tell 10 authors, hey, here is an easy way to make money with audiobooks, Not everybody is going to say, oh, yippee, yippee, let me jump on the train. Some people say, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. Oh, it probably costs a lot of money. Yeah, fine, don't do it. But that other guy who's going to do it, guess what? You know, he's going to do it. He's going to sell audiobooks and, and have royalty checks for probably more than $14.38 coming in from unknown companies like Playster. Yes, very interesting. So, uh, Bradley, with all these marketing tips, and uh, I think you have a lot more of them even and can go into m more depth as well as the whole process, how to record the audiobook and get everything into place. Is there a way that you are coaching people or helping them with along the way? And when, how is it best to connect with you? Um, so, yes, I... Um I'm especially interested in helping because I, I've now lived in Europe for two years. I've lived here for nine years total, but I've been here for the past two years. I'm really interested in helping people outside of the United States. I am happy to help fellow Americans, but it's interesting for me to help people out, help authors outside of the United States, especially in Europe, to 
to break into this world. Because, for example, again, my XYZ company, I mean, my XYZ company is not a secret. It's ACX. It's the Mm -hmm. Audible uh, Amazon audiobook company. And it's not a big, bad company by any means. They're fantastic. But they would prefer that you do exclusive rights. Mm -hmm. And so another point about ACX is that if you are not in the States or the UK, you cannot submit directly to ACX. You cannot upload your book, your audiobook to them. So there are now distributors that help you do this. So you ask if I can help people. The first step for me would be to, if you're interested in audiobooks or audio anything for authors, is get my ebook and do my course. And then if you would like more uh, sort of customized handholding or consulting, then I uh, will be available for that later on. But I, what, I, what I'm saying is I don't want to help with the basics basics because I don't have a video for that or a book for that. But if you want to talk more higher level strategies when you're ready for that point, then I'm happy to help. Oh, yeah. I like the word higher level strategies. That sounds magical. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, Bradley. So that was so much good advice and I think also inspiration. And maybe you started some people to think around, hmm, what could it be to have my own audiobook? Because I think everyone has their own story and something they know more than others. So it's a good way, I think, to spread the word and get your message really across the world because someone in Australia or wherever can listen to it uh, 24 hours a day. So that is really great potential. And yeah, it's again tapping into the unknown. You never know. And I think it's just one person in the world has to listen to your book that has a special connection or can something can do something big for you and it can change your life from today until tomorrow right yeah yeah exactly well i'm so thankful talking with you because you really said it so beautifully and succinctly about the connection with the author and the listener through audio and i thank you so much for that You're very welcome, Bradley, and I would love to stay in touch with you and even to bring you again back to the Pure Mind Magic podcast in another episode. Yeah, I would love to. It's been a joy talking with you. Great. So thank you so much. And now you are a guest in the same time zone than I am. So that is very seldom. So we both are about to start the day and I wish you a very magical day. Yeah, the same to you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bradley. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you feel inspired after today's episode with all about audiobooks. If you haven't subscribed to Pure Mind Magic yet, please do so. That helps to grow the show. And I'm also happy when you feel in the mood to leave a short review or comment for this episode. So many books in this episode today. Also Mark Hapwood, his happiness rules. So check that out. So I thought of something different today to give you something to play around. Maybe most of you already heard of Fiverr, the platform where you can get 
incredible things done by freelancers in every area, like from graphic design to audio productions, web things, yeah, almost anything. So even the cover of my podcast was created there from someone really good at graphic design. So I generated a link for you where you can play around with Fiverr and get more things done even when you are asleep at night. So I do that very often. And the cool thing is that the gigs already start by five bucks. So try it out if you haven't already. And stay tuned. Next week, there will be a very interesting interview with a coach. She's traveling the world, has also her own podcast and helps you to get really, really successful in your area of expertise. Her name is Erica Duran and she will be my guest on the show next Friday. Until next time, create some magic. <laughs>